guys. Welcome to a new episode. I want to talk about gymnastics, which is something I don't talk about that much on here. But I'm trying to talk about it more again. Um, Gymnastics is actually one of my favorite sports. But ever since the Larry Nassar scandal happened for USA Gymnastics, where he was exposed for sexually abusing a lot of the gymnasts because he was the national team doctor and how basically everyone that was involved in USA Gymnastics at the time knew about it and helped cover it up. It's been rough out here, like trying to follow the sport when you are a child sex abuse victim. Um, It's been needed, like it's definitely a good thing that the gymnasts were able to take their power back, not only in the United States, but around the world, that now gymnasts can come forward and talk about the abuse that they're experiencing under their coach, under with whatever is going on. And the gym trinette, as we call ourselves at large, will believe them and listen to them and try to support them as best we can. Um, but I'm not going to lie, all of that happening over the last, like, seven, six, six years, seven years, something like that, um, definitely made it hard when you've experienced that in your actual, you know, in your life. Um, sports are supposed to be fun and escape from all of that, and that was challenging to cover, to follow the sport, but, um, world championships is going on right now. Tomorrow is the last day, and, but, like, this world championships, I feel like, is a, is a turning point for USA Gymnastics in a positive way, and I wanted to discuss, to talk about why I feel that way, and why it's, I feel like they're finally, um, it's finally been long enough for them to start, like, really being able to build things back up, um, One thing that was really hard through the last however many years was that change takes a long time. I know that's cliche as fuck, but it's just true. Like, especially with, like, an organization like USA Gymnastics that was rotten, like, to the core. Like, everyone on, like, the board of directors, the most powerful people, the CEO the people who were the national team coaches, the Carolis, of course, um, they all knew and they were all involved. And so when you create something like that, a culture exists that, and the culture that existed for a long time at USA Gymnastics was that winning was the most important thing over everything else. And like, it's one thing when like gymnasts show up to big competitions like worlds and the olympics and they compete even though they're injured and they know they have an injury but after the competition is over they actually get tested on to figure out what the injury is like that but like that that's okay that's you know that makes sense like especially in a sport like gymnastics where um it's very high impact on your body and so um injuries happen all the time so it may that makes sense but with USA gymnastics there was so many stories of gymnasts that competed when they were really injured and they shouldn't have been competing and it was questionable about whether they even wanted to 
but they felt like they had to because if they didn't, they felt like the Marta Caroli and would never pick them for another like team ever again. Um, and it's also a thing of like, even when the gymnasts themselves want to compete, sometimes the coaching staff should be the ones to step in to like make sure that they're not doing the right thing. Like as an example, like last year during the Olympics, when Simone Biles decided not to compete, um, nobody from like any gymnast anywhere that I saw from any country, honestly, I don't think ever said anything negative. Actually, I'll take that back. I do remember there was a male gymnast that used to compete for the U.S. that was being a bitch, honestly. But he was very, he was in the, that was not the, that was not the popular opinion. Most gymnasts who competed or had competed supported the idea that Simone was realizing that she wasn't in a good mental place and shouldn't compete because she might hurt herself if she tried. Um, and honestly, the the vault that she did during the team final, um, it's kind of amazing that she didn't get hurt during that vault because she had no idea what she was doing and could have easily, if her body wasn't so like small and kind of compact, like where she had like a lot of, like she has really big, like strong, like, like muscles and stuff. Not every gymnast is built that way. And so she probably took that impact better than a gymnast that had a different body type than her that wouldn't have been able to handle that as well. So, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really, it's been hard to watch USA Gymnastics. They've picked a lot of like CEOs that were not at all the right people that should be in charge, that there was one person that was only CEO for like a week or something (laughs) and then was like fired and, um, it's, the, th- the thing I'm mainly trying to say is that, like, actual change, like, real structural change was, it takes a long time. Like, that's one of the things that is really frustrating that people don't like. And I understand why people don't like it, because we want, we see that something is wrong. Everyone knows now what's wrong, and you just want to be able to fix it right away. But it's just not, that's never how any of that stuff goes. And so it was hard watching gymnastics during those years, seeing them trying, like, almost not being able to completely let go of the old way, um, and, like, fans getting upset, it was just a lot, and it was, like, I understood why the fan, like, most of the gym trainer was upset with them, because they had reason to, but at the same time, it was also, like, this is, this whole process, we need to give them time, like, they're not going to immediately just get out of this mindset that they're in they've created a culture in their company corporation whatever you want to call it and it it's going to take a while for them to do that like that's one of the things that's hard about big like like abuse like that that is part of a big structure is that people think like people don't want to think that the entire thing is almost like rotten and that you need to um and that you need to just completely start over from the beginning almost in a way like people just don't think that way you want there to be something redeemable about it um like an example would be like with family stuff like um 
it took so long for me to ever say anything about my family because I wanted to think that even if bad things had happened, there were still things about my family that made it worth it for me to be a part of it. And it wasn't until, you know, much later in life where I was able to finally admit to myself that there's nothing real here. And that's a lot of what USA Gymnastics did with like how they tried to, um, how they wanted to have Valeri Lukin in charge of the national team for a while and kept trying to go back to him being in charge for some time. And it wasn't until recently that they like fully um, left that idea behind because Valeri, before we found out everything that we did, like Valeri being in charge made a lot of sense. Like he was, he competed for like granted for the Soviet Union, but um, his daughter Nastia won the all around and um, he was known as a really great like technical coach. But um, after gymnasts were able to be honest, there was a lot of stories, con- especially from Caitlin Ohashi that competed for UCLA um, in college that has now become like somewhat of a celebrity um, from her routine going like super mega viral on social media a few years ago. Um, she is one that talked very openly about how he was very like body shaming. They, that they would like weigh you during practice and make comments about how she was fat and how she struggled a lot with her own body image and food and eating and enjoying gymnastics at all. Anyone who had like a brain could see that (laughs) sounds rude, but it's true could see that he was having her and other gymnasts, but especially her since he, she was so, she was very talented with gymnastics. Like she became the a senior, which is when in gymnastics, becoming a senior is essentially when you're able to compete in international competition and compete at like a world championships or, um, or an Olympic games for the biggest competitions. So when you turn, Senior, when you're a woman, is when you're 16, and for men, it's when you're 18. And so Caitlin turned senior when she was the same year that Simone Biles did. And honestly, if if she would have been healthy, um, she would have been somebody that would have challenged Simone because they, like, yeah, Simone's, like, tumbling was always much better than her, but she was also very a very balanced gymnast and had like huge potential if her body would have been able to just not be broken by her coach. And so, you know, there were years where USA Gymnastics tried to have him be in charge, but the stories about him became like too much where they couldn't do it because people, as in the fans and stuff, were just too upset. And, um, they had somebody in charge, Tom Forrester, that was not, like, good <laughs> at his job the last couple years. But honestly, I don't even completely blame him. Like, obviously, he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't a good fit to, like, handle um, the, all of the responsibility for USA Gymnastics. But more than anything, I honestly think that... Um, unless you had somebody like they do now, um, 
who like would be able to stand up to the coaches and stuff like that that nobody that they were going to pick was going to be able to do like what like what fans wanted them to do essentially what happened during Tom Forrester's years is that they start he just picked people by all around like finishing so like I'll never get over <laughs> the 2019 um team for USA for world championships that year that Morgan Hurd didn't make the team that year she if she made the team that year like I remember I think it was like Carrie Eaker and Grace McCallum made the team and somebody else made the team that year and that if Morgan was on the team she could she would have replaced like three different gymnast routines <laughs> basically where they wouldn't have needed to be there because um because she was a very solid all-around gymnast she always did the best at worlds and um and would have definitely boosted the team score a lot like the team in 2019 um felt had a like a lot of falls and um and it was because during the team during like the the um camp when they decided who was going to be on the team they literally just picked like the top six people who ended in the all-around and because Morgan fell had like a mistake on bars in the all-around competition and she wasn't in like the top six she didn't make the team and it didn't make any sense because like 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 the one of the reasons why I love gymnastics is because of strategy like I love I like watching sports and competition in general that has like strategy where you're watching them try to um out outsmart each other that's what I think is fun about it and so like the other favorite sport I have is baseball and essentially it's the same kind of general idea where in baseball the pitcher and the catcher and the um and are trying to outsmart the hitter and vice versa and so it's really fun for me watching that sport watching them try to figure out how to beat the other one, how to think of something that the other one won't see coming, that kind of stuff. And so gymnastics has that kind of strategy usually where like the the num like the top team, like the team that has the highest scoring potential usually isn't the team that is like the top five or six or four, depending on the size of the team, at like the national competition or at like the camp where they decide to name the team or whatever it's usually a mix of different people because there's always kind of um there's usually gymnasts that if they compete the all-around they're they're like not strong on one event or maybe they don't compete the all-around and they're a specialist but the but they they're like one or two scores add so much to the team that it's worth they're absolutely like worth it to be on the team like the best honestly the best example of that whole like argument or discussion whatever is Michaela Maroney like she was on the 2012 Olympic team and she absolutely should have been there um she's the one who during the team final um she was astronomically good on vault like I still miss seeing her vaults and um she's the one she's one that like got me really into gymnastics like in 2012 when the olympics happened in london the, after that was when i started watching it all all the time outside of the olympics and she was one of the gymnasts that i really liked that i wanted to know more about that made me start getting into it more 
But um, she's the one that basically stuck her vault during the team final, and her vault is already pretty basically perfect. The only thing that was ever really wrong with it was um, if she like had hops on her on her landing. Um, like the the vault that she did was out of a sixteen point five, and she got like a sixteen two three three, which is like super. That's insane. She should have gotten honestly even closer to a sixteen point five, but. She's, like, a good example of that where even though she only did one event in London at the Olympics, the one event she did was, like, astronomically good that no, if they put in another gymnast, even if they had them compete on multiple other events, their scores and, like, how much they boost the team's score would never be as much as she did in her one event because of how great she was. Um, That's usually what gymnastics did and the number one critique with Tom Forrester during his years was that he didn't do that and he just went by like whoever the top people were and so you kind of ended up with a group of people that were all all around gymnasts but um there's I think a lot of the reasons why there was falls more often in 2019 and then at the in 2021 at the Olympics than there usually would be um is because the team wasn't it wasn't like the strongest team there were members that should be on the team that weren't competing just for like silly arbitrary sort of reasons and but one thing with that I will say is that you can't completely blame Tom Forrester for that a lot of that actually was still the fallout from the end of when the um, when the Carolis were in charge and all of the corruption was happening in USA Gymnastics. That's like one of a good example, I guess, of what I mean when I say that like change in something takes a really long time. Um, and that even though like all of those people left in 2016, um, the decisions they made in 2016 were affecting how the teams were chosen for the for the 2021 Olympics. It wasn't until this year, um, when they when they recently this year they announced they made somebody a new CEO. I forget the woman's name, but she's been doing it long enough where I think that she's a positive person for the organization, considering that the decisions that they've recently done. Um, they put. Chelsea Memel and um, Alicia Sacramoni, who are both former Olympians, they were both on the 2008 Olympic team, Um, they were named as basically the co-head national team coordinators. Instead of it just being one person, like Marta was the one in charge for a long time, they were like, we don't need to pick just one person, why don't we just pick two so that it's not all down to one person anymore. I'm like, that was actually a really good choice. And so Chelsea is like the strategic kind of coach. And Alicia is kind of like the um, like the athlete advocate kind of. And there also is somebody who is the athlete advocate. I forget who that is. But um, those two being in charge is a good, really good. And it really paid off really well this World Championships, especially Chelsea. Because Chelsea is the coach that has been traveling with the team, that goes with them to all their competitions, that is there in the UK for this Worlds, and is the one obviously like coaching them and and helping them along and making the decisions about 
who is competing on what events and then all that sort of stuff. Um, I was really happy when she was named as the person for the team because her and her dad have she, not only because she's local, the gym that um, that her dad owns that she's basically, you know, also running now too with her dad is like 10 minutes away from my apartment. Um, but also her and her dad have never done any of the exploitative, bad coaching stuff that was so prevalent with not just like the people in USA Gymnastics, but a lot of coaches that were around then too. They never did any of that stuff. They were known, they were like problematic people for a long time because they didn't engage in that stuff and they refused to follow like the rules that Marta did and they refused to do things that would lead to injuries or whatever and they just wouldn't do any of that stuff. And so, and not only that, but also the routines that they always put together for Chelsea was were always like very unique and because the the number of skills that they used were the skills that they used in routines were usually different than what other people did. And they also were like compact in a way where they would pick a good amount of skills in like an interesting way that you usually wouldn't see that would get her like a high start value that and they were also skills that they would choose that like wouldn't be hard on her body because Chelsea was one that had a lot of injuries like the main reason why she didn't make certain teams through the years weren't because she wasn't a good gymnast she was an amazing competitor she was like she never during team competitions at like worlds or olympics she like was always number one with that she you knew you could always depend on her um she would always hit under the under like the most kind of stressful circumstances and so um it was always her body and her being injured that like kept her from making as many teams as maybe other gymnasts did during those years um but they always did a great job of balancing that of picking skills that were difficult enough for her to be in like competition with the top girls but be done in a way that wouldn't lead to her getting injured and like wouldn't push her to do skills even if they made like a higher start score for her if it meant that it might make her like like bring an injury back and like I know that seems like obvious but there were like other coaches around that time in the last few years that wouldn't listen to that like like for instance what I was saying before about why why I'm glad they never actually were able to go with Larry Lucan he was only around in 2017 for a couple months for like that year and then was like kicked out after that um because like with Caitlin Ohashi his like last kind of big name gymnast she was talking about how she had all of this like shoulder pain and back pain and he still had her doing um skills on bars that like really made those that pain worse and he it never occurred to him to like change her routine and use different skills that wouldn't make that worse he's he was very much a kind of coach that a very like russian coach of this is the skills that we're doing, this is a routine that we're doing, and we aren't going to, like, deter from that. Um, when she was, when Caitlin was in college, I remember one thing that a lot of fans would talk about is that um, when she would compete, 
she would only compete bars like towards the end of the year because her shoulders were still like an ongoing issue from um her years in elite and how valeri like um really messed them up honestly and it, she would do a takachev which is a kind of release move but her takachev would be like really low to the to the bar um and people knew that she used to do a Jaeger, which is a different release move in her routines. And her Jaeger would be like much higher and was always and looked like much better. And I always kind of wondered if like the force of like coming back down during a Jaeger, which is like a backward flip from the bar, as opposed to a Tkachev, where it's just you're flipping over the bar, is like the torque, like coming back down in your shoulders would be different. If maybe the torque from a Jaeger would be, like, too much for her shoulder, so they just weren't able to do it. Um, but, yeah, that's a good example of how, like, how Chelsea doesn't do the stuff that other coaches have done. Before I talk about what they did in Worlds this this time, I wanted to explain what I said before about why... Um, why Tom Forrester picked people in like all around rank and that how it was really uh, a crossover from the time when the Corollis were in charge and everyone else who is in charge of USA Gymnastics at the time. Because I feel like this is something that a lot of fans kind of forgot and or were not around when it happened. And so they just aren't aware that this is how this went um but essentially the reason why that happened was because all the coaches of all of the top usa gymnastics gymnasts that were competing in the gymnastics calls the four years that between like the last olympics and then leading up to the next one that ends with the olympic games as quads and so the 2017 to like 2020 which ended up being to 2021 quad um, all of the coaches from the top gymnasts, they all wanted the them to pick them by just all-around rank because the 2016 team selection was an absolute clusterfuck <laughs> because of Gabby Douglas. Um, it really had nothing to do with her. I always feel really bad like thinking about all of this um, because it truly had nothing to do with her. Um, Anyone who knows kind of things about gymnastics with Gabby knows that there is some not great things going on with her family, with her mom. Um, Her mom kind of had her switch gyms a lot and was very, was like overly involved. Um, And the one, and one where, um, yeah, where she just was, overly aggressive um it was kind of a known thing without around like the gym turnout that gabby never wanted to leave the first gym that she was at but her mom thought that she wasn't like quote-unquote improving enough so she had her leave and it was a whole mess and so during the 2016 olympic trials um after the first day of competition gabby fired one of her coaches which is something that is, I've honestly never seen that happen ever. And I doubt that I'll ever see that ever again, because what are you doing? (laughs) Um, And when she was at the Olympic trials that year, 
it was just clear that she wasn't quite as ready as every other gymnast that was there. Um, but because she was the all-around gymnast, um, or all-around champion from the Olympic Games in London, which was the Olympics before the 2016 ones, um, there was a lot of pressure from kind of the CEO or top people and like the U.S. from USA Gymnastics and for the Olympic Committee for the U.S. to have her come back because they knew it would be like really good promotion to say that the all-around gymnast from the last Olympics was back again competing. Um, so she ended up making the team even though it was very obvious that she shouldn't have like if you're if you're firing your coach in between the two days of olympic trials for a reason that was an absolute lie like she said it was so that her coach could so that the coach that was a man could um spot her when she was doing her routines in in rio but that's not how that works like the way that and anyone who knows things about gymnastics would know that and she and her coach definitely knew that when they said that they were just banking on the fact that most people watching the NBC broadcast wouldn't know something like that and would just accept it because the way that like gym especially at the Olympics there's only a certain amount of coaches that can be on the floor at a time and so every team for every Olympics has like a Nash has like a they assign like a head coach for the team and so that coach is on the floor, I think, most of the time, or if not the entire competition. I'm pretty sure the head coach stays there the entire competition. But other than that, um, the other coaches kind of go by seniority of, like, how long they've been on, if they're on, like, the national coaching staff, for instance. Like, if they're, like, the national bars coach or if they're, like, the national beam coach or whatever or floor coach, they're they're the the like the floor coach and like the bars coach are going to be the ones that are spotting gymnasts on those events and because and like during warm-ups and stuff because they do that for everything they do that during team competitions they do that during like the competitions that they're there for when their gymnast is competing at like a world's or um, a national championships or some of the other like world cup events that they do um, that's their job and since they're like on accredited number member of the staff they would be the one that would do it so Simone Biles's coach Laurent um, Landy was the is the I'm pretty sure he's still the national team bars coach and he was the one he's a bars like expert um, and that's the whole reason why, like, Simone wanted him and his wife to coach her was because that was an area that she wanted to improve on. And she improved a ton, <laughs> like, under them as her coaches. It's wild watching her routines from, like, 2016 and then comparing them to the ones that she was doing the last quad before she had to stop doing them at the Olympics. But anyway, um, anyway, anyway, uh, he was the one that always spotted everyone. And so when she said that, anyone who knew that en enough to know would knew that that was a lie. And yeah, her coach was not at all allowed on the floor when she was doing bars. He was not, he was not allowed there because he was, you know, not a, like a, nat a member of like the team staff. He was not the one that was ever going to spot her in any sort of competition setting. Um, it was just an excuse because 
things were like unraveling and like when her mom is being interviewed by NBC live during the broadcast in the crowd like advocating for reasons why her daughter should make the Olympic team which they did not do and they've never done with any other gymnast in the history of the sport <laughs> um like I've seen all of them I went back and watched all of the like Olympic trials that I could find going back to like the 80s um that's never happened and it probably never will happen again and so because of all of that and there's a lot of rumors about that saying that like um that like Marta didn't Marta for an extreme amount of fault she had one of the things that was good about her was that when she chose the team she was known for choosing the team that would actually score the best even if it wasn't the team that people expected um and she liked the like consistent all-around gymnast and she usually was not one necessarily to pick someone purely just because of like their name like yes there was always political things like that going on about who would compete in like the all-around for instance and things like that like the former olympians had a better shot of competing the all-around even if another gymnast who was actually better would get a better score um would like score higher than them they usually wouldn't get the same chance because they weren't olympians that kind of thing but usually for like team people on the team she wouldn't put someone on a team unless they had like actually proven that they could be there and um and so there's a lot of rumors and such that i believe that she didn't want to put gabby on the team because she didn't prove during the Olympic trials process that she was ready and other gymnasts like Michaela Skinner had proven that they were very much ready and could, even if they contributed on a different event, like, um, like Gabby, people thought that Gabby needed to be on the team for bars, but honestly, the 2016 team particularly was so far ahead of every other team. Like we won the team competitions by like five to 10 points, that entire quad, um no, one routine was never going to break it we ended up winning the team competition by 10 points at the 2016 olympics so like it didn't it did not matter um and but it's a thing with usa gymnastics is that they have so many great gymnasts it's just a matter of finding where like who like what score gets more so it's one of those things of like michaela could have made the score higher on like vault for instance um particularly in like the team final her vault score would have been higher than like say Lori Hernandez's who went up first on vault um and so like that score even though it was on a different event than bars would have like raised the team score and like Lori could have just gone on bars like she would have been fine for one routine even if she was injured she could She's Olympic gymnast. She could handle, like, one routine, especially USA Gymnastics at that time. Do not give a fuck if somebody was injured. If they needed them to do, like, two bars routines at the Olympics, they were going to do them. <laughs> and they would be and they would be fine, you know? Um, but because that whole situation was a huge mess, and Gabby made the team when, like, everyone involved, including Gabby, honestly, I think, knew that she wasn't really ready to be there. Um, that after that happened, the coaches were like, this can never happen again. And their way of doing it was like, just take all of the strategy out of it and just pick by rank. Um, and no, and I think because of everything that happened with Larry and everything, 
and USA Gymnastics was in such a terrible place during the last quad that, like, nobody wanted to take, be, like, the person in charge. And, like, honestly, all of the people involved in the sport then that were, like, wanting, that they were at least looking for, like, um, offering for the role that was willing to do that, I think a lot of them were just, like, afraid of doing something that would make things worse. And so they just picked Tom because nobody else really wanted to, or, like, wanted to do it or at least was willing to do it at that point and um he just did what the coaches wanted to try to keep the peace and get through that quad like that quad with USA Gymnastics was wild like they um like the U.S. government threatened to decertify them which would make them not the people that would be in charge of the U.S. Olympic like gymnastics team like twice during that time they lost like all of their sponsors and they had to gain new ones back they changed their ceo like three times like it was like amazing during that quad that we even had gymnasts that were able to get to competitions and compete and still win medals and all that sort of stuff um during all that insanity um so anyway talking about them at worlds now it's been really nice to see how things are being run with like Chelsea as basically the coach that's there with them because it's so much better now like one of the things that people really didn't like when Marta was around was that there's always an alternate for every team and for when Marta was around she wouldn't allow the alternates to be like on the team floor with the rest of the team um and even though like other countries did that But now, like, the alternates are on the team floor with the rest of the team during the competition. That was true even the last quad, but still, it's still nice to see that happening. But the thing that I really like is that every member of the team got to compete and contribute. And everyone, I think, is going to leave Worlds feeling, like, really good about what happened there, which is something that doesn't, that used to not happen. So, like... Gymnastics is obviously a very difficult sport, like mentally, physically, everything, but especially mentally, because when you're an elite level gymnast and you get to like the world championships, you've been like competing all year. This is like the end of the season. You've been doing the routines you've been doing for like months at this point, like physically, like everyone has like, like injuries of some like varying ranges when you get to the end of the season that everyone rehabs during the off season and all that. But Like, so, like, physically, it's just, like, it's not as big of a thing as long as you don't have a horrible injury that you're trying to work through that is really painful. The bigger thing is, like, the mental side of just, because, like, they, like, train all, like, gymnastics is such, like, a mentally kind of difficult sport to do, which is why I think I like it, is because so much of it is, like, your mental state of mind. Like, yeah like physical abilities matter but when when you are all like elite level gymnasts and the best in the world and you're all competing against each other everyone's least had knows like where everyone kind of is when it comes to skill level but it becomes a thing of like it doesn't matter how good your routine is how like great your form is how often you point your toe all that sort of stuff if you can't handle competition, all of that is going to just like fall apart because the whole way gymnastics happens is like, it's all, 
you train they train so much and do so many routines over and over again to try to have it be like your body going on autopilot so that when you do compete and you're and you feeling more nerves and pressure than normal that your body if you can handle that that your body can just like do what it's done a million times and hit a routine like it's any other routine in practice um and everything will be great because like it all comes down to that one routine like every year at worlds and olympics there's routines of like people going in qualifications and if they make a mistake in qualifications there's always people that we're hoping to make like the event finals or the all-around final or whatever that like make a mistake in their qualification routine so they don't make event finals or they don't make all-around finals or both and um and it's always hard to see like see that happening because you just gymnastics is one of those sports you just never know what's going to happen and so because of that a lot of times there's like one member of the team that like struggles more than the others and like it's like this weird curse that happens at the olympics (laughs) like i'm i'm hoping that maybe this year we can somehow break that but it's kind of like this weird thing at least definitely for the americans that every year at the olympics there's like one member of the olympic team that just has like it's never the person that you think it's going to be really going in and they struggle more, they like make mistakes or fall in their routine so they don't make as many event finals or whatever that they normally should or something, just something goes wrong. Like the 20, like the last Olympic time that was clearly Simone Biles, which is not what anybody expected to happen, but it was her. Um, In 2016, it was Gabby, like she didn't make the all-around final. She made the bars final and and like fell in her routine she only competed on bars in the team final when everybody else competed on more events than she did um yeah and then in 2012 it was jordan weber when she didn't make the all-around final which i still am upset about and um only made the floor final and ended up not getting a medal in it and um didn't get like an individual medal in like the 20 2008 olympics it was alicia sacrimony who was like was already pretty injured when she got there and um fell on bars on beam and floor in the team final and and um didn't make the floor final because she fell in qualifications on floor and yeah it's just always kind of been like that and so at this one people thought that leanne wong was going to be the team member that didn't do that because for years and years ever since I followed gymnastics um the way that qualifications usually go is that if a gymnast falls or makes a big mistake on an event then they're usually not going to put them up during the team final because they're not going to because they you know it makes sense they don't want to the team final in gymnastics is three up three count meaning like in qualifications it's four up three count so four people go and the top three scores count towards your team score. So if one person makes a mistake, you can throw that score out anyway. But in the team final, it's every score that you put up counts towards the team score. So that if if somebody gets a really low score, it counts towards you your score no matter what you do. Um, 
like that was kind of the there's always like the drama <laughs> like in the last the olympics that was last year jordan childs got an 11 on floor which ended up like making it much easier for russia to win the gold or in 2012 a member of the russian team um anastasia Grishina, got like a an 11 or a 12 on floor um so it went from being like a really close competition to usa um, being like way far ahead and ended up winning by five points um, and that was the first team gold that we had won since 1996 so that was like a really big deal um, so but in so going into like the team final people thought Leanne Wong was one that she had gotten injured at nationals and she was okay but she wasn't as like strong as she had looked earlier in the year and so because she wasn't as strong as the other people on the team, people just assumed that um, she wouldn't compete in the team final and the other four girls would just be the other, would be like the other spots. Um, and Jordan Childs is, was on this team and, or is on this team. She competes again tomorrow on floor and um, she fell twice on beam in the qualification rounds. And so people figured that she wouldn't go on beam. And so one thing that was great was that the like lineups for the team finals came out and they put Leanne competing on bars, which was an event that she didn't do in qualifications actually. Um, and they had Jordan going on beam, even though she fell in qualifications. And that was really nice because for once, every member of the like team was actually competing in the team final. There was no member of the team that was like sitting and watching everyone compete. And even though they got a medal and were part of the team, you know, it's always kind of a bittersweet thing when that happens. But it was really, really nice to see them kind of move around the lineup a little bit. So everyone on the team got to compete. Even if they had struggles, they, like, trusted that those gymnasts could hit. And Leanne hit her bars routine great. And Jordan hit her beam routine wonderfully. And we ended up winning the gold in the team competition again for, like, the sixth time in a... Like, going back to, like, 2011, no other no other country has won gold at the World Championship since 2011. It's been the U.S. every year since then. Um, so it was really nice for them to get that back after losing the gold when Simone, like, went out during the team final competition in the Olympics um, last year. And um, it's just been really nice to see the gymnasts clearly doing well, like, looking healthy. Like, they they don't look like they're trying to do routines that they can't really do. Um, they don't look like... They don't seem like anyone has, like, super bad, like, nagging injuries or anything like that. Everyone looks relatively healthy and, um, and are doing, like, nice gymnastics, which I know is, like, the point of gymnastics, but it's just really nice to see them actually be able to do that. Like, today um, they did, like, the vault event finals, and I saw some people on Twitter talking about, like, oh, I miss when we used to have, like, big vaults, like, the hardest vaults, people doing them a lot more. Um, but honestly, I don't just because, um, I would rather people do vaults that they can do well. And especially how gymnastics goes always is that the quad always builds up to the Olympics. And so this kind of 
worlds is always kind of fun it's one of my favorite ones for me is like the year the first year of the quad when you have a team competition because usually the olympics being a year later kind of messed everything up (laughs) and made this like the first real worlds they did a world after the after the olympics last year but it was obviously not the norm um usually how things go is that the olympics happen and then the first worlds of the of the next quad is all like individual competitions like there's no team there's no team final competition because every country is usually like starting over again and still like learning the new the code of points of how people get scored changes every four years as well so everyone's learning the new code there's brand new gym like gymnasts a lot of times there's gymnasts that were on the olympic teams that like stick around for like the first worlds to try to get like some individual medals that don't really know if they want to continue in the sport or not and so they're usually most um teams or most countries don't even have enough people in that first year to have like a whole team and be competitive because they're still you know figuring all that stuff out and so the second year of the quad usually is this year where it's the first team competition and i've i've I love like this kind of first year because people are still figuring out the code of points and gymnasts that maybe wouldn't usually make the teams for different countries that are like the super consistent ones or yeah, usually the super consistent ones end up as like alternates on teams or sometimes even compete that usually wouldn't be there in other years because the difficulty level doesn't have to be that high yet. Like next year um during worlds is the year before the olympics and that and that and like that world championships is when people start ramping up the difficulty they start adding bigger skills to like make their start values higher to get to like basically try things out before the olympics happen because the world's like the year before the olympics it's only like nine months between the world's the year before and then the Olympic Games, since Worlds are always in, like, October, and the Olympics are in, like, August. So it's always, it's a huge precursor for, like, the next competition. And so this one, there isn't that sort of pressure yet. Like, they're still, like, building up towards that difficulty. They can try things out, but they, they obviously still want to compete well, but they don't need to throw those, like, huge skills. Um, and like one thing when Marta was in charge was that she did say that she wanted gymnasts to not like throw skills if they were going to get injured that was something that she would talk about but at the same time she was also like an abusive hypocrite that way where during like their camps that they would have at her ranch every month and things like that there was a lot of and like just gymnasts knew and their coaches knew that she if they wanted if they wanted to be on a team, they would have to, if they hit like a certain huge skill, then they would get on that team. So even if Marta was telling them not to do it because they would get injured, people were more likely to like push the limits of that in order to try to get their gymnast on the team because they wanted them to be there. Like, um, what is her name? Maggie Nichols, who was in like the Athlete A investigate uh, documentary. They made a whole weird thing in that documentary about like, how she was supposed to make the Olympic team and it was wrong that she did. No, she was injured. Her coaches had her do an Aminar vault, which is the hardest 
vault like really that you can one of the hardest ones and um she and she like that vault with her was always kind of iffy that vault is two and a half twists so like the last half twist is when you're facing like away from the vault and the way that it's twisting and stuff if you don't get that last twist all the way around you can tear an acl like gymnasts have torn acls during competitions like before like live during competitions doing that vault um and that's what happened with maggie during during like training she did that vault and didn't make it all the way around in that last twist and she um tore her knee apart um tore her acl i think and something else too um but there are a lot of gymnasts that like would right now on like the team for the united states the thing that i really love seeing is that there are vaults that those gymnasts could do that are more difficult than the vaults they're competing right now but there really is no reason for them to compete those right now because they don't need them in order to be competitive and at this point doing them would just lead to them becoming more injured as like the quad went along so it's like why force them to do like to compete those vaults and possibly get injured when they could just like keep them healthy and like like the people I'm talking about is like Jade Carey and Jordan Childs were both on the Olympic team they were on this world championship team they won the gold and the um silver today in um the vault event finals and Jade can do an aminar Jordan could do an aminar and a Chang vault and neither one of them did either of those vaults because they don't need to and the vault that they did today were wonderful they were beautiful they don't need to throw like the hugely competitive ones and I'm honestly glad that like this vault event final didn't have them didn't have anyone doing that because that that was a trend in gymnastics for a long time where a lot of gymnasts from a bunch of different countries would try to throw like an Aminar or a Chang when they couldn't really do it and because they knew if they like hit the one of those vaults there was a good chance that they would get like a medal in the vault event finals but those vaults were scary like it was honestly scary watching them compete those because I was just always waiting for something to go wrong and for them to get injured it was nobody likes to watch that and um, I'm really glad that USA Gymnastics has like gotten out of that like they usually didn't have to do that like we were like the one country that was has always been good on vault where in floor especially when Simone was around where we didn't need to have people throw skills that we weren't really able to compete in order to do it like we were usually the country who could do those difficult skills without it seeming to be scary but it also meant that because we were doing them other people from other others um other countries were trying to do them too to try to compete with us or just to try to like almost raise the bar of their competition and it was awful honestly watching people try to do things that they couldn't completely do um and it was dangerous and it, some of the changes and like the code of points for this year is lowering the start scores on vault which i think helped fix some of that problem is that the start scores are lower and there's more of an emphasis on like execution so people are just more doing vault so they can do well as opposed to trying to throw one that they can't really do and just hope that it gets a high 
score anyway because of the start score is so high. Um, but yeah, it's been really nice watching this Worlds for the for the women's team. Like everyone, everyone got to compete during the team final, so them winning gold feels like really great. Um, Shailiz Jones won an all around silver along with her team gold. She won the silver in the bars competition today, which was wonderful. Jordan Childs and Jade Carey um, competed today and won their vault medals. And they're also competing tomorrow in um, floor and could get um, medals there. Like that competition will be really close because the scores for the event finals were really close. And Sky, um, I forget her last name now. Damn. Um, uh, shoot. Sky Buckley, I believe her last name is. Sorry if I got that wrong. But she made the event final for Beam and actually had one of the highest scores. And her Beam is really great. Like, even though she fell during the team final competition, that was one fall that happened. She fell during the team final, but because her beam is so great, she still got a really high score. Um, so if she can, like, not fall during the event finals, she could definitely medal and possibly win. So that's, it's just really, a really nice to see, like, a team competition where every member of the team got to compete. Every member of the team, if even if they made mistakes, the, like, Chelsea didn't just, like, you know, lose confidence of them. She, like, gave them a vote of confidence to show that they, she believed that they could still hit for the team, and they all did. Um, they all seem happy and healthy, and just, it's just really nice to see them finally in this place. Um, after so many years of things being, like, just utter shit, <laughs> to put it simply. Um, like, one thing that is weird about this world, I will say, too, is the fact that Russia isn't there because of everything with Ukraine. It's, I feel like a bad person sometimes saying this, but it kind of makes me happy that they're not there. Just because the fact that they're not there means that every competition, other like countries have been able to get into the medals that otherwise wouldn't be there like Canada won a team medal for the first time ever which made me cry a lot because that was wonderful um and like a lot of people who made it into team finals or all-around finals wouldn't be there if the Russian gymnasts were here and it's just fun and yeah, it sucks for them, but at the same time, it's like if there's Ukrainian gymnasts at this Worlds, which are which they are there, and they're like having to train in bomb shelters because Russia is bombing them, I understand why they're not there. Um, and why they, I'm glad that the FIG kind of made a stance with that and had them not be able to go. Because especially with how the Russian war is going, the the Russian team is like, state sponsored like like in the united states usa gymnastics gets a certain amount of money from the government because they are part of like the olympic you know committee or whatever you want to call it but they're also a corporation so they get money from sponsors and so not all of their money is from the government it's not all government run or anything like that and so um like the the gymnast like, in a lot of other, like, government kind of sponsored or run teams, they all, like, there's, like, one central training center where all of the gymnasts live there. 
they train there in like almost like little university dorms or something they go they have tutors and have do school there they like go home every once in a while to see their families but the majority of the place that they live at is at like where they where they train and in the united states instead all the gymnasts like live at home with their parents and their families most of the time they like go to training camps like once a month and travel to competitions and stuff throughout the year but they don't like have they don't live and like our training camps are in indianapolis now they don't live in india where they do training camps all year long they live at, they're able to live at home they're able to like live with their families and they still like see their friends um some of them even are able to figure out ways for them to go to public school still um half of the team that was on that was at the world's is like is in college or going to college very soon and are and was doing both at the same time like Leanne Jordan and Jade are all people who are all in college at different NCAA schools that were able to balance doing doing like college and then also doing worlds and um being still in the elite world because they're able to do both and so for like the Russian team particularly because they're just state sponsored they're like training places round lake and that's where all the gymnasts are and they're always like when you have like people like that like gymnasts athletes that are representing your country and other places and like winning competitions there's always a bit of like propaganda um with them doing that like there's always some of that but Lately with Russia, especially because the gymnasts are like, their team is state sponsored, they're like purely propaganda. Like the things that they're posting on um, their Instagram stories, I know that they don't really have any choice in what they say because people are doing that for them. It's not like they could say no, but they're like posting things about the war. They're posting things about conspiracy theories about the war that aren't true, that Russia is trying to say is true. They're, like, training in the area of Ukraine that Russia, like, annexed for themselves a couple years ago on purpose. And, like, they're sending them there to train specifically to, like, make a point. They, like, are going to, like, pro-war rallies. They're being used as, like, propaganda. And so when you have, like, athletes purely being used as propaganda for that, it's a good idea for them to not be showing up to, like world competition where there are teams from other countries that are being affected by the decisions that their country is making and especially I feel like it would be very difficult because the level of like suppression with like what the outside world is like the information that is available for the outside world versus what is available in Russia right now is kind of a lot um they suppress a lot of information getting out like I know the U.S. does that too but you you get my point and especially with the war so I feel like if the gymnasts had come they would be confronted with some of the way some of the information that we know that they don't know and that could cause like a lot of stuff because it's like if they start learning that people that the government that they like represent that is like paying their that gives them like gives them like a monthly allowance to be on their team which is 
like they make money like people from like state sponsored teams get like a like a yearly almost check from those people even after they stop competing depending on how many medals they won and things like that and so like they're never completely away from them they depend on that for a living even after they're done competing and it like helps support their families and things like that so it's like they don't really have like the way or availability in order to really it's hard for them to then like make a stand against like what the government is doing if they find things out so it's almost safer for them to just stay in Russia and it's weird like they've done competitions this year and I honestly have absolutely no idea why they have because gymnastics is so hard on your body like a couple of their gymnasts got injured and I'm like this is the most useless injuries of all time because like why are you even having them do things that could lead to injuries none of you are competing no one has any idea when they're going to compete at any competition at all ever ever again so it's like why are you making them go through this when you know that they're likely not going to it's not going to go anywhere you know (laughs) um but yeah that's the my thoughts on gymnastics i'll stop rambling about it now hope you guys appreciated it i'll be back soon